Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, Revoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Welcome to Get Connected with Nina Del Rio, a weekly conversation about fitness, health, and happenings in our community on 106.7 Light FM. Good morning, and thanks for joining us on Get Connected. At age 40, architect Matthias Holwich took stock of what awaited him in the next 40 years of his life, and he didn't like what he saw. Boredom, cold, sterile nursing homes, a loss of freedom. In new aging, live smarter now to live better forever. Matthias Holwich lays out his work on aging and architecture into a collection of short, digestible passages to help us think creatively and realistically about how we want to spend the rest of our lives. It's a beautiful book, and thanks for joining us on Get Connected, Matthias. Yes, thank you for having me on your show. So 40 is young. Why did you start thinking about the experience of aging at 40? Uh, It's actually uh, quite interesting. When you look into statistics, uh, you realize that um, as an average male from uh, Germany, uh, I already surpassed 50% of my life expectancy. So there is young until you're 40 and then you're old. Um, But that's, of course, just math. Uh, But what's more important is that um, uh, I became very aware uh, what's really lacking uh, in the environments uh, that we prepare today for our older members. And we can make a huge difference uh, in our lives if we are aware of them and if we do kind of micro changes throughout our lives so that we can live actually uh, healthy and happy the way we want. I think this is a great approach because people, you know, people will grouse about how it's harder to go up the stairs or their friends have moved away or their yard is too much to take care of, but they don't really do anything about it. Exactly. And the book is really kind of a call to action for people, but it's also not a book where you have to read it from the beginning to the end. Uh, You can actually jump in at any kind of given chapter you feel interested in and uh, start to do these uh, little adjustments early on. It's actually really great to start to do them when you're 40, 50, 60, and 70, um, because uh, the advantage is also that some of these changes actually going to make your life today already much better. Uh, For example, one chapter is about being social. Uh, Who doesn't want to be social? Uh, We want to have friends around it. And there are like tips how you can make that uh, happen already today. Well, there's one tip. Let's go there first then. Instead of going out, you talk about bringing people to us, like maybe just setting up shop on your porch? Yes, um, setting up shop on our porch. Or also when you live maybe in a bigger apartment building, uh, you could actually show it to friends and maybe see if they move into the building. And how fun is it when you actually have not just your regular neighbors, maybe you have uh, your friends as neighbors in the building you live in. Well, or even having someone move in your house, you talk in the book about housemates as the new roommates. Yeah, and uh, when you do that, uh, it's actually really important that the house is um, customized uh, to that kind of configuration. Because normally a house is really designed for a master bedroom and then you have kids' bedrooms. But when you move in with a friend, it, it just has to, uh, you have to make sure that there's enough privacy for everyone, and there's also an equality in terms of the private spaces, which are the, um, the bedrooms. 
As an architect, you know, you talk about some of these physical changes, but you go beyond that in this book. You get into fitness, you get into the social, you get into hobbies. What's kind of the big picture for you? Yeah, for me, the big picture is that um, for a healthy and happy aging, you really have to look 360 degree into your life and really think about everything you do. Uh, it's not architecture that will solve everything. It's not services that will solve everything. Uh, it's really the, this kind of combination about your own actions, about the living environments you have, about the stores and um, uh, the services and, and the conveniences uh, that you organize. And uh, it also goes into, for example, mobility. Uh, so all of these kind of things need to be in sync uh, to make it possible that you maintain your independence. What's the difference between access and mobility? What's, and what should be our priority? Yeah, today we actually look more into mobility and depend on our car. And uh, the reality is that most of us are going to lose our driving license uh, at some point in life. And... Um, uh, that actually also generates a, um, a, a spike in uh, age depression uh, by many people. So when we see that, uh, it's just important to look into alternative ways how we can actually have that kind of access to uh, activities uh, when we go shopping or we want to go to a theater to not depend on the car. And there are many ways how we can do that. Uh, we can look into services like Uber and taxis, of course, uh, that are around us, or we can see if our neighbors are available to drive us around, or we uh, can make sure that we live close enough to maybe a theater we want to visit so that we can just walk, or we can hope for the future with a driverless car that will be a great revolution for us because then we can depend on technology to have the kind of access to all the things that we wish to do. You know, if you're talking to people in the tri-state audience, too, who we have access, more access than most of the country. Um, we live, a lot of us, within walking distance of trains. There's a lot of mass transit. If you're already in an urban environment, can you go beyond that, maybe the next step for someone in New York City? Yeah, and uh, the beauty is that actually our city here, and I'm actually living in Manhattan, uh, that it is the perfect place to um, get older because you have the kind of density of services and because of proximity, you do have uh, a lot of access. Um, but it always can be better, right? And uh, one of them would be that some of our bigger apartment buildings have a different kind of a focus and richness in terms of amenities. So today we may have a gym in our building, which is great, but it could also be a business center that we can continue with our um, work activities, even when we're getting older. Or it could also have healthcare components in it, uh, where maybe a doctor suite uh, is part of the building so that we don't have to go to the doctor. The doctor comes to us and we get the help the, at the place where we live. We're speaking with Matthias Holowicz. He's an architect and co-founder of the internationally acclaimed architecture firm HWKN. His new book is New Aging, Live Smarter Now to Live Better Forever. You're listening to Get Connected on 106.7 Light FM. I'm Nina Del Rio. As you discuss working, recently we did an interview with a, a writer named Barbara Bradley Haggerty. It's about uh, reimagining your middle age. And I'm going to paraphrase a little bit, but she found studies that found people who kept their mind active into old age were the least likely to have developed significant symptoms of dementia, even though they may have had the same plaque in their brains as someone who suffered serious cognitive decline. So just keeping your mind going prolongs your life in general. How should people rethink retirement? 
Yeah, and actually, on on top of what you just mentioned, uh, studies on longevity show that where people uh, become the oldest are areas where people work forever. So rethinking retirement uh, starts with, first of all, uh, and I say it sometimes a little bit jokingly, if you look forward to retirement, you may have the wrong job uh, and look for something else to do that you want to do for all of your life. But, uh, of course, the reality is that lots of people do uh, retire from our 9-to-5 job. Uh, but then it's important that we find ways how we can continue to actively contribute to society. And that can be either way consultancy work uh, or minor main, uh, work that we still do for um, for the employer that we have worked for before. Many older people actually start a, a company uh, and start services. Uh, and uh, there's a whole kind of an entrepreneurial movement uh, that is happening. And, of course, we can also volunteer, uh, which is a great way uh, of staying active and participate and do something good for our environment. You talk a little bit about volunteering, just changing maybe the, the idea of volunteering instead of going to a set place and doing something for a couple of hours, kind of creating a network amongst your friends to help each other. Yeah, and um, I call it sometimes like volunteering on demand mm-hmm. um, because um, yeah, we all um, become less and less uh, open for uh, for routines or things that we have to do. Uh, so I think there's uh, a, a great idea now about uh, offering people the possibility to volunteer whenever they feel like. So that it's much more an open invitation than a responsibility. So your your primary job is as an architect. So let's get into some of just basic architecture too, physical challenges that kind of can negatively impact your health as you get older. And the first thing you think of is is kitchen or bathroom. Can you give a few specifics? Yeah, and it's actually also a really amazing test you can do very, very easily um, if you want to actually today. Uh, take out just uh, one of your luggage strollers and put it full with um, uh, with clothing and now walk around your apartment or your house for the rest of the day. And uh, you're going to see that you're going to bump into some corners, that there's going to be a step that becomes more difficult. Uh, maybe there are even stairs where it's really, really hard to lift it up to the next floor. Or um, when you go into the bathroom, there might not be enough space. Uh, and when you become a little bit insecure because of that weight, there's maybe not something available where you can hold on to. So these are the things that you could then really have to focus on fixing. Uh, and that means eliminating steps so that you don't trip and you don't fall, that you make sure that you can hold on to your home. Uh, and uh, you could do that through grab bars, uh, which uh, very often are unfortunately much too institutional. Uh, so you could look into maybe interesting design ways, how you can actually create areas where you can hold on to, and it's not just a blank wall that's available and difficult to to really kind of engage with when you need to hold on to something. And then your bathroom, making sure that you have enough space to navigate around it. Uh, it could happen that you do have to use a, a wheelchair for a period of time. Just make sure that uh, you can use also that wheelchair in the bathroom. Hopefully you never need one, uh, but uh, if uh, you're going to be very, very happy uh, that that doesn't become the deal breaker of staying at home. And, and it's important, I think, to think about these things as we're talking about this for someone who's writing this book in their 40s, now while you have the income rather than when you're on a fixed income later. 
Yes, and on top of it is also that uh, we tend to do renovations just because we feel like the bathroom needs to be different. And um, that is the opportunity to really infuse these additional ideas. So when you do a renovation, when you're 40, 50 or 60, just already have aging in mind. So you don't have to worry about it later. Independent living, it may not be an option for everybody. Nursing homes and retirement homes in the States, they're not the same as they were 20 years ago. But how do you see them changing in the future? Yeah, so I think, um, thank you uh, thank you for saying so, because um, nursing homes do have a place, of course, in our society, because um, there are some physical challenges that uh, that are so severe that we do need that help. And the people who work there are amazing, who go above and beyond uh, helping people in, in these homes. But uh, what we have to make sure that people who don't need to move into them uh, don't move there. And uh, there's an interesting statistic that 50% of people in a nursing home are there because of social deficits. So if we can actually fix that in our urban environments, then uh, we already reduce the amount of people moving into them. And uh, I also am very hopeful and bold about that idea of um, customized services at home so that many um, of uh, the people who are in a nursing home who could get the help uh, at their house can get it through a new idea of services that um, we can establish here in the future. And when you're talking about social deficits, you're talking about not having someone near you to to take care of you, someone who can do long-term assistance? Exactly, and that can happen that, uh, of course, some of our friends and neighbors, um, we lose them over time. Uh, it could also be that a spouse passes away earlier. Uh, so these are big challenges. So we have to make sure that we actually replenish our social uh, network uh, at any given time. And uh, we also have to avoid that we actually move too many times in the later years of our lives. Because every time we move, we lose the people around us. And uh, it becomes more difficult to meet new people. And there's another statistic which says that older people move three times in the last three years of their lives. And every time they have less social contact because they have moved. So it's really important to live actually at the place where you want to live for the rest of your life rather early so that you can nurture these kind of social connections around you. Because when you invest into them, they will give wonderful things back to you. You know, this is an opposite uh, thought system of what so many retirees think. They think they're going to retire and move down to Florida or something like that. And, and you're thinking of it as an, in another way, which is fascinating. Yeah. And uh, these retirement uh, environments, um, they were a very wonderful idea a long time ago. But now when people move there, it's like 65 and uh, they can live for another 30, 40 years. How do you feel about playing golf and bingo for 40 years? <laughs> versus living in an active environment, not fully retiring, staying socially engaged and doing exactly what you want uh, at the place you want to live. The book is New Aging, Live Smarter Now to Live Better Forever by Matthias Holwich. It's a lovely book, and thank you so much for being our guest on Get Connected. Thank you for having me on your show. This has been Get Connected with Nina Del Rio on 106.7 Light FM. The views and opinions of our guests do not necessarily reflect the views of the station. If you missed any part of our show or want to share it, visit our website for downloads and podcasts at 1067lightfm.com. Thanks for listening.
Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.